Welcome to a new episode of NY Jets Fans with your hosts Davin and Kyle. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast as we come to y'all with a new episode. Man, 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 the draft was very exciting for the Jets. The media is going crazy over the Jets draft. Um, I was loving, I was loving, I'm not going to lie, that first round, I was loving the picks. But um, before we get into all of that, what's going on, Kyle? How you feeling? Yeah, I'm doing great. You know, like you said, it was definitely a, an exciting weekend um, in regards to the draft. Uh, but, uh, you know, between not only from, you know, the Jets doing what they did, but just in general with all the moves and trades and stuff that, that happened over the week, you know, the trade weekend, it was definitely, um, uh, definitely a, an exciting time. Yeah, and uh, to the crazy thing was the draft happened on my birthday, and I couldn't be more happy with with the Sauce Garner pick. Um, be, before before we talk on 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 the picks, man, um, we finally got that news on the Jets and Debo Samuel's. This is probably going to be the last time we talk about this, but the um the pick, the pick per se was uh, the Jets' offer uh, the 10th and the 5th round in exchange for Samuel and uh, 49ers' second rounder. <laughs> Man, they, they really thought Joe Douglas was going aggressive, huh, Kyle? Uh, like, honestly, when I, when I said, when I heard the, um, when I heard the pick, you know, in terms of um, the compensation, like, I wasn't too mad at that. Like, if that was to happen, I could understand. But for me, um, it wasn't something that I was hoping that they would do because I didn't think we needed to tie up that type of money into our wide receiver room because you know we still have we have um 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 Corey Davis's contract that we're you know that's a big hit right now so to add another contract you know that might have been you know averaging maybe 25 a year even though you know the first year is normally not the um the big year you know in terms of um the deals depending on how they work it um yeah I just thought that would have been a lot of money just to be tying up with um two pieces you know on the offense like the, oh especially the wide receivers I should say I, I agree with you on that one and um I know some. I know some. Uh, some fans wanted Debo Samuels, but this this right here was a no love loss in the situation. Joe Douglas always believed about building our team through the well, building his team <laughs> through the draft for one and for two. Um, if he really likes the players, he was going to be aggressive, and I felt like he was aggressive. A tenth a tenth pick is is very high in my opinion. Um, maybe you disagree, but maybe you agree, Kyle. But the number ten pick is very high because that's what you're saying. Um, ten to fifteen years, maybe. What do you mean in terms of? In terms of like when you draft your player, that's it depends on how good that player can be. You can you could easily maybe have a Pro Bowler or maybe Hall of Fame, Hall of Famer. You know, or maybe a player that's already that's already NFL ready that that can that's that could be good enough for the team. 
and he'll be good just for the next five, 10 years, as in Debo's like 26, 27, and you will only get a couple of years out of him. Right. Like, so definitely um, that was another reason, like I said, when I was thinking in terms of the trade, like before I heard the details, like I did not want to give up the 10th pick because at the end of the day, at the bare minimum, we was going to have that player for five years. You know, and five years at whatever the, the number 10 slot is worth. Um, because remember, the, the draft picks now are their um, designated uh, salary caps for each position as you go down. So you don't have to, there's no real negotiations, you know, in it outside of signing bonuses and stuff like that. You, you generally have an idea of how much money you're going to pay for that rookie based on the spot you pick. So I know it wasn't going to be $25 million a year. So Correct. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy, man. To me, it's just kind of crazy. Like I said, I know this is the last time we speak on speaking on this, but I just wanted to let it be known is that, you know, in this situation, I think, you know, I think Connor Rogers also talked about it as well. Shout out to you, Connor. Um, that in this situation, I would rather have that wide receiver at number 10, whether it was Drake London or uh, Wilson, um, and then figure out what would happen, figure out what happens, you know. Um, but but it is what it is. The situation is over. Um, the 49ers have a lot to deal with because they don't have to, they, they not just deal with Garoppolo, but they also got to deal with Samuels and uh, it's a little, it's going to get a little bit ugly in 49ers uh, paradise. So good luck to them. Um, but <laughs> now let's talk about the draft. Now that number one, that number four pick, Kyle, we went, we, we, I'm kind of surprised because I thought they was going to go with, with tip with Tibbs or somebody else, but we, we, we got the, we nailed that pick. Uh, Sauce Garner, man. How you feeling about the pick? I'm super excited about Sauce. Um, you know, he was somebody that I, I, um, I wanted them to draft. You know, um, I know a lot of people, you know, as I think I mentioned before, a lot of people look at it and says, oh, we need a pass rush. We need, you know, edge rushers. But in this, in this NFL, at the, at the end of the day, if you don't have a corner that can hold for at least three seconds, I don't care who you are at the edge. You're not going to get to the quarterback because the ball is going to be out of their hands before then. Correct. So um, you need to have some sort of secondary where you have either at least one guy that can neutralize one of their, uh, their wideouts where you can then possibly scheme to cover the rest of them. Mm. But at the end of the day, you need at least anywhere from two and a half to three seconds of coverage to be effective in a pass rush. Cause that's around, that's the average time. I was looking up some stats and like, that's the average time, two and a half seconds, I think is the average time per sack. Mm. So which, which is very interesting. Room, then mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a wrap. Right. And, you know, just like I said, you need that man that could play both uh man and zone and sauces do does it all. And man, um very excited. I think I'm two for two because I know last year I went with Zach Wilson. Um 
Of course, you know, a lot of a lot of people didn't agree with the pick, but it is what it is, man. I'm I'm excited for that pick. You know, sauce sauce coming here. We can we can like I think people don't understand that the Jets cornerbacks, other than Echoes, those whole um Reed and Sauce could could be could make that cornerback tandem one of the best in the league. And they all young. So yeah, this is I'm very excited, Kyle. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it definitely gives us a um a lot to be um optimistic about, you know, based on, you know, from from the paper standpoint. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. And with that number 10 pick, we actually went with a wide receiver. Um and Salah made a very interesting point. They said that basically if Wilson was gone, they was gonna go with basically our number 26 pick, but um Basically, they they drafted Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. Um, how you felt about the pick, and what you think Wilson is going to bring to to the team? Uh, what he, what he's going to bring to the team is definitely someone that, like I said, they, he's been a solid uh, receiver in his collegiate career. Um, they they um they say that he's very good when he's in single coverage, like he wins, I think it was like some crazy percentage, like 80% of the time when he's in single to coverage, he beats the coverage, mm-hmm. which is, you know, crazy, you know, to think about. Okay. Um, I know originally this is not, he's not someone that, you know, I particularly um, wanted at this position. I, I was really hoping that the Jets had traded down um, from 10 to, you know, acquire more picks and stuff like that. But um, understanding uh, the philosophy, which is something I, um, I had spoke on before, I think with all the offseason transitions, mm-hmm. um, the Jets were in a position to literally pick best player available, you know, going through the draft. And on a lot of boards um, at that time, Wilson was the best player available on the board at the time. And needing a wide receiver, they made the pick. So I totally understand. Right. Um, and I agree with you. Um, he's very smooth on the routes, um, running those routes and, and getting open, which I think, which I think is gonna matter a lot more because then you know it's not just gonna be Corey Davis or or Elijah Moore. They got they're gonna have Wilson other than the tight ends too. Man, we just it's just it's just so crazy that. You know, it just seems like the NFL guys is finally coming coming to the Jets, man. <laughs> I can't I can't help but to say that because of the fact of the matter is that when you think a player is not going to be there, they just happens to be there. I don't know what's the um other what's the other team's philosophy or what they what they game plan was or what they think of before they draft who they drafted, but. It was just very crazy, and you know, I did wanted them to trade down to Kyle. I'm not gonna lie, but at the same time, we, you know, we got our wide receiver, and I'm not mad at that at all. And and um, that then to put the cherry on top to that number one pick, we traded up to get that 26 pick to get Jermaine Johnson, which is the number three um, best edge in the draft for Florida State. With how you feel about that? Uh, I was definitely, you know, happy with that pick. 
Um, I know uh, in the beginning of the draft, um, when I started, you know, looking at different players and, you know, everyone was, you know, over like really hyped about, you know, the, the possibility of getting uh, um, Thibodeau, you know, I saw when I looked at Jermaine Johnson's um, tape, I'm like, why, like, this guy is not too, to me, not too far away from Thibodeau and might be a better run support guy. You know what mm. I mean? Like, I heard a lot of people say he's he's the in-between of Hutchinson and Tibbs in terms of, um, you know, how they play the edge. So, to me, that's another reason why I was, you know, in line of my, my mocks, I was would have targeted Sauce, you know, in the beginning because, to me, there's no one in the draft like sauce you know there's people can say that stingley is you know is up there but from his productivity and his injuries you know i wouldn't have put him above sauce so my thing was like if you get sauce first and then johnson later to me that's better than any combination you would have had if you got thibodeau first and then followed it up with this uh corner or something later yeah, I'm agree with you. And man, <laughs> the the kid Jermaine Johnson, man, he seemed like he really wanted to be be there. And you know what? Players like that are the ones that really put they put they butt out there. You <laughs> you know, and put they and put all put everything that they got on the line. And I'm I'm expecting. I'm I'm not gonna say high hopes, but I'm expecting good things from this kid. Um. 12 sacks last last year like the kid is the kid is really good you know and with him um healthy Carl Lawson Quentin Williams whew, that that line's gonna be oh my goodness that line's gonna be so so good Kyle I'm, I'm not gonna lie like I said I'm trying not to have high hopes but at the same time you you gotta feel good about these about these three picks in the first round man yeah it definitely is, is, you know, something to be happy about, you know what I'm saying? And to add on to your whole thing with Johnson, you know, the story with him was the fact that, you know, after he left, um, you know, the meetings with um, Joe Douglas and company, you know, his his last words was like, you know, coach, come get me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, you know, there's a video of uh, uh, Joe Douglas mentioning that. He was like, Yo, you remember when he's, you know, the last thing he said before you left was to come get me? So yeah, we're coming to get you, you know? So I think just having that um, that feeling of knowing that a, that a team put forth effort to make sure that they got you on their team is going right. to reap the benefits of how he's going to, you know, approach playing for the team. Right. And, you know, it's just, like I said, Kyle, this is very exciting. And I know that, Fans are very upset about building through the draft, but after cleaning up Max Mess, you got to give credit to Joe Douglas because he is finally doing, as a GM, doing things the right way to make make sure not that this not that this team is just young, but also that wants to play with this team. Now, if we start winning some games this season, and things look right then that's when the free agents going to want to come and they're not going to want to come for the overprice that, you know, that Mac and all the other GMs back then used to pay them. Right. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But let's get into our number 36 pick. The Jets trade up again. Um, 
I know there's some questions here and there because I did question this pick a little bit because I wanted uh, Dean. Um, but at the same time, we got the number one uh, running back out of college, uh, Brees Hall, out of Iowa State. Yeah. Um, again, like I said, I, this was another pick that I, I, I wasn't too keen on. Um, like these, you know, I didn't see running back as being uh, uh, that big of a need that we would need to address it at this, you know, this point in the draft. Uh, like a person that I was looking more forward to them possibly getting um, was um, Nick Benito from Oklahoma, who mm-hmm. is an edge rusher, but he also has the ability to drop back in coverage and, um, you know, you know, play play coverage in the field. So, like he was somebody I thought that would benefit from, you know, being in a solid type defense because he can, you know, put his hand in the dirt and rush as well as stand up and rush, but also drop in the coverage. But again, going back to what I was saying earlier, they were adamant about picking best player available. And at that point in time in the second round, picking the best running back in the draft to me is like something that you really can't argue. Right. As long as it wasn't first round, you know, and I don't think uh, no running back got, uh, I don't think no running back got drafted in the uh, first round, but yeah. So, (laughs) so, you know, getting him, they, they got really high hopes for, for Hall. Um, I think, I think he, he went 40, 24 straight games, rushed the touchdown. Man, yeah. um, and, and he's the cousin of uh NFL running back Roger Craig. Uh Lord Jesus. Um I'm I'm hoping the kid just come come ready to perform if we got a healthy back Beckton, um, a healthy fan, uh Elijah Vera Tucker, Thomason, Montgomery, you know, it's it could look good, you know. Hall is like that type of guy that could give you, that could give you four or five yards. And I was just talking to Kyle before we uh aired aired this live was that um that Hall doesn't look fast. He, he like in the film he looks a little slow, but Kyle pointed out to me that he ran a four three the forty yard. I was like, really? He looks very slow in film. So I really I had to scratch my head for two seconds. But hey, you know, if if it makes if it, if it makes him look good, then hey, you know, we we're gonna we're gonna give him not just the we're gonna give him the benefit of the doubt is that he's the best running back in this um this draft. And if it's a still, then it's a still, and I'm not gonna be mad at that. Um, third, uh, pick one on one. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Rucker, Rucker, sorry, Rucker, out of Ohio State, um, tight end, um, Long Island, um, Jet fan gets to gets to come back, gets to go to his dream came true. Um, congratulations to him for for one and for two. Um, uh, I think they I think they was talking about him being more on the blocking side. And that he could also potentially be a fullback, like a uh, like the 49ers fullback, Kyle uh, Jukovic, sorry, Jukovic. And yeah. basically, it's it's looking like we're going to be seeing Wesco going. 
Yeah. Um, like I, I definitely totally understood this pick uh, from the aspect of, again, best player available. Um, a lot of people had him as tight end one, you know, in this um, in this draft. Um, even though you don't um, maybe get to see a lot of his uh, the pass catching abilities, you know, from his film, but obviously um, those are going to be limited based on the fact that you had uh, Wilson and Olave as your one, options one and two. <laughs> so, right. uh, but I definitely feel, you know, I'm happy for the kid to be able to, you know, come back and, um, you know, play for his, you know, his, his home frown team. You know, they have him, uh, they show, they have a picture of him, you know, in his jet uniform, uh, you know, when he was mm-hmm. a kid. So yeah. That's definitely a special thing, you know, that, that uh, I'm happy that he was able to, you know, have his dream come through like that. Yeah, and I think he put a uh, like a little bug in um in Joe Douglas uh team uh air saying you you know you know you know I love this I would love to come to the Jets right <laughs> so it's just it's just cool even though these players are young that they want to come here and they're gonna come there to show that they belong on this team those are the players that we need and once they show that passion it's kind of like the um. To me, a little bit of the Bengals, even though it's not, because remember they went four and twelve and they went to the Super Bowl. I know ours is by a long shot, Kyle, but I'm just saying the players yeah. that come that's coming to this team, they want to play for this team, and it makes me happy. And and I'm happy that they young and fresh. And we ain't got to deal with no 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 older guys really. So I'm I'm very happy. And con- again, congratulations to the kid. You know, it's very well deserving. Um, the next pick, uh, Max Max Mitchell out of Louisiana, fourth rounder. Yeah, um, I was a bit surprised about this pick. Um, there was, if I'm not mistaken, there was another guy on the board. Uh, I think the the guard slash tackle from I think it was Kentucky, um, Kennard mm. that I think was available, which I'm surprised. Which, I surprised that they didn't go for him because he's somebody that was very uh, versatile on the line. I think he played all four positions outside of center, like four to five positions, you know, on the line throughout his um, career. So mm-hmm. I thought his versatility would have been, um, you know, something that Joe Douglas would have uh, liked. But um, understanding that uh, Max was somebody um, that they covered it at the the senior bowl. He was one of the senior bowl guys. Like, I think it adds a little bit more to understanding why they would pick him because they got to be, spend a little bit more personal time with him to see what he is, what type of person he is, what type of work ethic he has. And, you know, probably made the pick off of, you know, off of that data. Yeah, it just seems like it's just, um, like I said, I know they said that he's going to be able to do not just the right tackle, but he'll do like left tackle and um, I think guard as well. So I think it's so I think it's just just in case you know injuries does happen. We're you know they're the Jets, so so not just that. Um, I just think that it's it's just in case. But I'm, I hear good things about him and 
Um, we'll we'll definitely see. We'll definitely see what we get out of them. But and last but not least, um, I think I was confused with the pick a little bit, but maybe you got more insight from me, Kyle, on this one. Um, Michael Clemens, uh, defensive end out of Texas A and M. Uh, actually, he's he's in the same boat as um the previous pick. Uh, he's he's another senior bowl guy, so uh, understanding you know that defensive end is something that you know we needed to address. Um, getting a guy that they were familiar with, you know, from the senior bowl, um, I think made it possible for them to you know this just made it uh, easy for them to make. Um, him the selection at the at that second um, fourth round pick. Okay, um, I, I I really have not saw much. I just know that he got thirty two tackles, um, eleven for loss, seven sacks, um, and he led the team with forty six quarterback pressures, which which is crazy in my opinion. But you know, we'll we'll definitely uh, we will definitely see how that goes, and you know. It's we'll just definitely see how it goes with him, but overall, um, Kyle, so far, just we know that we can't really give a real grade, but at the same time, what would you give Joe Douglas um draft grade? Um, for me, I I have a a, a minus grade. Agree um, with that. The only one of the reasons why I would give I gave the A minus grade is. Um, as I said, I didn't think Brees Hall needed to be that pick. Um, we could have picked someone else there. And like, to me, like, um, a guy that we could have picked up in the fourth round, because he was available at running back was, um, Pierre Strong Jr. I said, he's a guy that, uh, to me, I think running styles and stuff is very similar to, to Brees Hall. Um, mm. I know his blocking ability isn't the same, but um to me i think that would have been a better value at running back um and the other one was the fact that um understanding what the saints was trading uh for their pick when they traded up from uh 16 to me i think if joe douglas had got that call that should have been that should have been something that he should have considered taking you know um, but other than that, like I said, those are my, those are my only two, I would say gripes about the draft, but because of the talent that was overall selected, it's not worth me being upset over because it happened in that manner. Like they picked great players as well. All right. And I'll give it an A minus, um, like I said, that last pick was kind of confusing. It just made it seem like they was ready to go home. Um, <laughs> uh, but other than that, um, I love the picks. Um, like I said, the NFL guys are with us. And basically, oh, yeah, Joe Douglas definitely gave Mims a shout-out, um, which was very surprising. Uh, but at the same time, you know, Overall, it was very good. It was very good for them. So, yeah, shout, shout out to them. Uh, shout out to Joe Douglas for a hell of a draft. Uh, uh, before before we get into our uh, our trades, 
we're gonna we're gonna come right back in like 15 seconds so um stay right with us Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, yeah, so there, there's some news that Hopkins is on a six-game suspension for PEDs. Uh, I'm kind of surprised, Kyle, because it's it's been like nine years, and he's been taking all types of tests and been passing, no drugs, None of that. What What is going on with that? Because I feel like that's the reason why they had a uh, trader for Hollywood Brown. Um, I like to me, I, I definitely am a bit surprised in terms of just the announcement overall. Um, but I'm not surprised in the fact that um, this is something that can occur with athletes that um that I would say have um, injury issues, you know, right. you know, they take things and stuff to try to help them with the healing and recovery process. And sometimes, you know, uh, you know, getting misinformation from someone, you can end up unknowingly taking something that shows up as a banned substance, you know? So um, I don't, outright think that uh he was doing something that was you know trying to be you know illegal in, in any sense i just i i personally feel that um it was a situation where he was just trying to probably improve himself to get better from the injuries and took something that showed up as a um a banned pd right um like i said i think hopkins is shocked too but this this there's no excuse. There's no excuse from for Murray wanting to have the contract that he wants to have. You got you got you ended up getting uh, Hollywood Brown for for whatever reason, which I'm still kind of confused. But but goddamn, them Ravens still had a had a great draft. Um, but it it's just it's just crazy. Um, never expected out of Hopkins. Um, Hopkins going to take his six game suspension. And, you know, when we know some more, we definitely is going to let y'all know. But um, who, who, what team, what, uh, just give, yeah, if you know, Kyle, give me like two or three teams. Give me two or three teams that you think are winners, uh, are winners of the draft. Um, I would say off the bat, you know, definitely the Jets. They had, to me, um, probably the best draft in terms of, the quality of players that they um that they was able to pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say uh, another team. I would say is uh the the Ravens. You I know, definitely agree with you. How the hell did they get Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Linderbaum? Yeah, at at fourteen and twenty five, you know, like wow. Yeah, because like I know people are saying, you know, oh, we have a center already or whatever, but I I really wanted, you know, was looking for the looking for 
then, you know, the Jets to trade down and possibly get, you know, Tyler, you know, in some, in some shape or form, you know, because I, I do think that it would have been nice to have him, you know, maybe have him sit for the first year if you wanted McGovern to, you know, you know, start because you have uh, Wilson, you know, who's he's familiar with, but slowly transition him over because McGovern is in his last year of his contract. He just turned um, 29. So who knows how much, you know, longer he's going to have that he's going to be playing with us. So to have a guy like this, you know, even in worst case scenario, you would have had him for three years as a starter before you would have had to sign him as a new contract. I think, you know, would have been something that they should have done. But again, uh, Baltimore getting him and then um, they took a shot at uh, uh, Ojabo from Michigan, the other uh, Ed rusher, which I, I thought was a good pickup for them. Uh, they got a couple of tight ends that I know that were, um, you know, talked about as being uh, decent picks. So, yeah, I definitely think uh, Baltimore uh, was uh, one of the winners. Uh, and I would say uh, Kansas City. Mm, interesting. Uh, between them getting uh, McDuffie, who's probably, you know, maybe 2A in, in, in the, uh, the cornerback field for this year, you mm -hmm. know, got him as well as um, um, Kalafas, you know, as a, the, the edge rusher. Um, they was able to pick up um, Sky Moore, who was someone that, you know, people were talking about along with um, Leo Chanel, who was a linebacker that I was, um, you know, looking for, uh, you know, originally with the Jets, but he didn't really fit to me a scheme, but he was definitely um, a guy that I thought would, you know, be productive at the next level. And they also got the guy, Kennard, that I was talking about from Kentucky, you know, that played most positions on the offensive line. They got him in the fifth round. So uh, Casey, to me, I would be one of the teams on the list that uh, that benefited from the draft. Um, I think I think, in my opinion, the Eagles, shout out to the Eagles, man. Um, I think the Eagles won. Jordan Davis, you trade to get A.J. Brown. No excuse for Jalen Hurts um, <laughs> at this point. But I think I think the Eagles won, too. Um, you get Jordan Davis, and and for some apparent reason, uh, third round, you get N'Kobe uh, Dean. N'Kobe Dean. Uh, this is still... This is still for the Eagles. Um, <laughs> it's just crazy, but this is still for the Eagles. Um, and I, I don't know how to say it, but I, I just sat there and just scratched my head. Um, I definitely like the uh, I definitely like the Steelers um, pick. Um, Kenny Pickett, the number 20. Yeah. Um, it, you don't know what to expect from 
from uh Mr. Bisky. I mean, I think he'll still be the starter, but I think if you, you know, get Kenny Pickett in that right direction, especially with the coaching, which is the best situation for him, then who knows what could happen. So I think that was good for Pittsburgh. And last but not least, um, I like the Olave pick to the Saints. I'm not going to lie. I kind of do. But then again, um, I thought they was going to trade up for a quarterback. So I didn't understand at the same time. Mm. So I think, I think, I'm, I think, yeah, I think those are, those are my winners, but um, the loser per se. Oh Lord. Oh Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing. Um, The Patriots. I am puzzled a little bit about a picks. Um, that they always, but they always do that though. Well, they ain't do it last year with Mac Jones, but they, <laughs> but they, but they always do that. They pick somebody that nobody would expect, and then it just turns out to be one of the best picks in the draft. So, um, I I would go with the Patriots per se. Uh, oh man, woo, that's 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 tough. That's that's tough because I don't I don't know my other two. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know my other two because there's a lot of teams that I that I scratch my head. Um, I can't say the Texans. Texans actually did okay. Um, which I was surprised at. Um, you got any other teams, Kyle? That you that you would like to say lost uh lost the draft and why? Uh, I would say my number one loser is the Cowboys. Ooh. Um, they picked a, a, a tackle that he was one of the most penalized tackles. Yeah. Now, my coworker told me he was kind of pissed off. And not to mention, um, I forgot the name of it, but he, you know, coming up, he was bow-legged and had the corrective surgery where they break your legs to set them straight right. again. So being a 300 plus pound guy who has, you know, those, that type of um, procedure done on them, I, I'm confused at why you would use that as on your, you know, as your, your top pick, you know, at, at 24, when there were other tackles that I believe that they could have, um, they could have, um, taken instead you know mm -hmm. right. um, outside of them um i would also i'm i'm gonna say this I'm was one of the strangest drafts kyle so <laughs> now nah, nah, i have it too i'm i'm gonna say for me the panthers mm. uh, iquano was definitely uh, their best pick of the draft. Um, they they picked up a quarterback and uh, uh, Mac um, Carroll from Ole Miss, which I'm kind of confused that to me. I think um, even though I know I believe he was picked um, he was picked before I I would have. I would have looked to try and move up to to get 
um, you know, Malik <laughs> and, and, and hopes that he would have been the, the guy to take over the reins at, at quarterback for them, you know? Uh, right. But yeah, definitely, definitely to me, Carolina was um, another one of those teams that head scratchers, like you would say. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's always a head scratcher, but um, I mean, Tannehill, is Tannehill wrong for saying that he, uh, that's not his job to mentor uh, Malik Willis? Uh, it's, it depends. It depends on what you, what, you know, how, you know, what type of mindset you have as a, as a person, because at the end of the day, um, I'm a, I'm a person that believes in this, you know, the philosophy of steel, sharpen steel. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would want to mentor him to make him better because then the better he gets, the better I would have to be to be the man on the team. Correct. You know what I mean? So by mentoring him and getting him better, it would make, it would force me into a position that I would have to improve myself as well to, to make sure that I'm better than him so that I can keep my position. Right, exactly. You know? And by doing that, what ends up happening is you actually end up building the team for the better because now you would have two quarterbacks that's, you know, in a position of being capable leaders of the, the offense. Right. Yeah, that sounds about right. But also, you know, they uh, went and drafted a uh, Traylon Burks. And I don't want to say it's a rebuild, Kyle, but at the same time, that, does that mean that the Titans are falling off because you you get rid of your uh their number one wide receiver you don't have Julio no more your your wide receivers are who who else other than Traylon Burks yeah like, yeah. like really so just, uh, yeah they picked up um uh Kyle Phillips from UCLA but he's more of like a slot shifty guy so right. i don't know exactly you know how um how influential and how productive he's going to be in their mm-hmm. offense but those those are like those are the, the receivers that they're now looking at as being you know the, the go-to people <laughs> uh, it's very tough because i'll tell you one thing if they don't go to the playoffs this season i think i think they might I don't know about Henry, but I know about Tannehill. Because there's no way you're going to draft Malik Willis and for a reason, because you know Malik Willis is a, a project. So you know he's not starting maybe in a year or two, but three years, you can best believe it, you know? Yeah. And also the quarterback, uh, the quarterback draft next year is a lot better. So so you might, so you might think they might wait, waiting on that too. Because I heard there's some good quarterbacks in the 23 draft class. Uh, that might be the case, you know, I guess, especially with um, them already having Tannehill. So maybe that's what they were looking at. Mm. The plan. <laughs> right. Very, very, very interesting. Very, very interesting, Kyle. Um, I know we suppose, I know we'll talk about that next week, which is our, uh, our guys. Uh, <laughs> 
basically um, the guys that didn't get drafted that we signed, that Joe Douglas signed, and we'll get more on, on them and get to know them a little bit more. Uh, but other than that, that's it for our episode on this podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast. We do this for y'all. Oh, yeah. We almost have 500 members on the Facebook page. Um, the group the group page is there. Um, NY Jets fans, uh, Jets fans, make sure y'all come. Myself, Kyle, and all the fans on there, show y'all some love. But until next week, take a flight.